Hi, I'm Ken. And I'm Dee. And this is Antiques Freaks. Good podcast. Podcast good, actually. Podcast good. This week, we are returning to that ever-giving wellspring of the Sailor's Word Book. An alphabetical digest of nautical terms, including some more especially military and scientific but useful to seamen, as well as archaisms of early voyagers, etc., by the late Admiral W.H. Smith with a Y, revised for the press by Vice Admiral Sir E. Belcher, published 1867. Ah, we return to the stormy seas. Why do we do this? Love of the game. (laughs) Because in our weekly chapter-by-chapter read-through of Varney the Vampire, published 1845, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks, we have encountered the character of the Admiral, one of the greatest characters in all literary history who speaks almost entirely in 19th century nautical slang. Puzzled by phrases such as bumboat women, we dove into the research archives to recover this nautical dictionary. We will not be reading the entire book on air because many entries are technical and also boring. (laughs) And in its entirety, it's over 300,000 words. Good God. However, some entries are too good not to share, such as those from today's chapter of Sea. How fitting. Ah, the cruel C. <laughs> hey, D. Yeah? What's the pirate's favorite letter? Uh, it's C, because they love the C. Is that not correct? Oh, fuck! It's R! <laughs> it's R, isn't it? I you think that, but the pirate's one true love be the C. Damn it! <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? That was crueler than any... <laughs> than any bofa. That was... <laughs> Crueler than a D's? Crueler than any D's. Oh, we do have fun. (laughs) The first term is cable hanger. Okay. That's not like a cool way to organize the cables behind your TV. It is a term applied to any person catching oysters in the river Medway, not free of the fishery, and who is liable to such penalty as the mayor and citizens of Rochester shall impose upon him. Stunningly specific. (laughs) That is how it struck me as well, yes. (laughs) Do not fuck with Rochester's oysters, whatever you do. Do not. That is their goddamned oysters. You'll be subjected to the mayor's penalties. Our next entry is kebobbled. To bobble? Ah! Wait. Uh, one more. One more again. Kebobbled. <laughs> hey, I think it's safe to say that I have a new favorite word. It means confused or puzzled. I love it. I love it. Cade. That sounds like every third romantic lead in a young adult novel. Damn. (laughs) Tell me, look me in the eyes and tell me I'm wrong. I can't because this is an audio only format, but yes. Look me in your mic and say out loud that I'm wrong. (laughs) I can't. It's too true. But in this context, a cade is a small barrel of about 500 herrings or 1,000 sprats. Well, well, that actually, that's my romantic lead in a YA novel because I am in love with (laughs) a a barrel barrel of about 500 herrings. (laughs) Yeah, it's delicious. Caper corner way. Caper corner way. I can't even begin to know. Diagonally. That takes so much more time to say than diagonally. It does, yes. Capful of wind. Is that when you do a wicked toot? It is not, no. (laughs) It is a light flaw which suddenly careens a vessel and passes off. Okay, so just kind of gives you a slap. It's when the wind goes slippity slap and away I go. (laughs) Slippity slap. Capstan. Oh, I used to know this one, but I don't currently, so lay it on me. It's the most annoying kind of Marvel movie fan. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Got him. Just kidding. It is a mechanical arrangement for lifting great weights. 
going off book here. It's a giant spool of chain with big wooden spokes jutting out of it for sailors to push. Okay, yep, yep, yep. You remember that big winch William Turner and Bootstrap Bill had to turn aboard the Flying Dutchman in Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes. It's that. Ooh, that's a good example. That's a good example. Thank you. We include it in this episode because it leads us to the definition capstan barring which is an obsolete sea punishment in which the offender was sentenced to carry a capstan bar during watch. Oof, that's rough. Now I know what you're thinking. What's a capstan bar? It's the bar that you use to turn the capstan, right? Yes. Long pieces of wood of the best ash or hickory, one end of which is thrust into the square holes in the drumhead like the spokes of a wheel. They are used to heave the capstan round by the men settling their hands and chests against them and walking round. They are also held in their places in the drumhead holes by little iron bolts called capstan or safety pins to prevent their flying out when the surging overcomes the force of the men. Oh. Many men have been killed by this action and more by the admission to pin and swift. Oh, that's pretty scary. So like, imagine you got your bar in the capstan and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and somebody trips and without that one guy holding it, the whole thing starts to spin backward with the force of the chain it was trying to hold up as the anchor falls back into the sea. And suddenly the whole thing is wheeling around and just like flying bars everywhere. And it just sort of hits you right in middle mass. It's a bad day on the sea, my friend. Yeah. Bada bim, bada boom. One piece is two. <laughs> and from here we get the capstan step. Is that a step to get up to the capstan? The men march round to the tune of a fiddle or fife and the phrase of excitement is step out, lads. Make your feet tell. Make my feet tell what? Lies? A tale as old as time and true as it can be. There we go. That's a good tale. Maybe I'll have my feet tell that one. Now this one I'm going to need your help on the pronunciation because it is Caravelao. <laughs> one more time. Caravelao. Caravelio? Caravelio. Yes, that one. Say. It is a liked pink sterned vessel of the Azores. Yeah, it sure is. It's one of the Azores uh, <laughs> signature boats. I like to say that because it makes it sound like a dish at TGI Fridays. <laughs> Carfindo. Is that like you saying that the car is really nice really fast? As in car find though? That car find though, carfindo. It's like the like evolution of like the worst possible Boston accent you could imagine. That carfindo. Carfindo. Yeah. Uh, it means one of the carpenter's crew. Why is that easier to say than the carpenter's crew? Carfindo. <laughs> Carl crab. Carl crab? Carl crab. Well, that's just a crab named Carl. It is the male of the black clawed crab. Oh, that's adorable. He's Carl. It's Carl. You see a boy crab and you're like, that's Carl right there. <laughs> Carpet knight. Well, that's a knight that you find on the floor. <laughs> a man who obtains knighthood on a pretense for services in which he never participated. Oh, so it's like stolen valor? A little bit. I wish I understood the connection though. Perhaps because instead of standing upon the honest wooden planks of a ship, they stand upon carpets of parlors. Oh, you are right. Or at least that makes sense. I'm completely guessing. I have no fucking idea. It's a fun guess. Casting accounts. Oh, that's uh, that's what <laughs> that's what Miriam in accounts does. It is seasickness. Oh, so like you're throwing your accounts up at your mouth? Yes. That's kind of fun. Castoffs. Oh, that's just anything you don't want. That's your trash or like bilge water. Landsmen's clothes. What? Because you want them to take them off? The clothes men on land wear, castoffs. Is it because when you get on land, you take them right off of them? Ooh. Is this like a gay thing? Ooh, saucy. Like, ooh, once I get into port, they're going to be wearing cast-offs. <laughs>
To catch a crab. I don't know why this one would need to be defined. I think it's quite demonstrative in its language. In rowing, when an oar gets so far beneath the surface of the water that the rower cannot recover it in time to prevent his being knocked backwards. What? But in a world- In a world. In a world. In a world where you could conceivably catch crabs, why would you name something unrelated to catching crabs to catch a crab? Because you've been at sea for 11 months and you're extremely bored. Anyway, but I, I will also say it's also my favorite show on Dateline NBC. To Catch a Crab? Yeah, when they put like chum in like a bait house <laughs> and like they wait for the scuttling <laughs> to catch a crab. Cat lap. That's when the kitty drinks the milk. A common phrase for tea or weak drink. Oh, that's kind of cute. I sort of like that. <laughs> Cat's paw. Well, that's their little feet. A light air perceived at a distance in a calm by the impressions made on the surface of the sea, which it sweeps very gently and then passes away, being equally partial and transitory. Oh, that's adorable. So it's like you see the sea and it looks like a kitty's going pap pap. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes, that's adorable. I love that. Old superstitious seamen are seen to scratch the backstays with their nails and whistle to invoke even these cat's paws, the general forerunner of the steadier breeze. Oh, <laughs> they're doing kitty things to make sure this, the wind cat comes along. And gives you a pap pap. <laughs> Cat's paw is also a name given to a particular twisting hitch made in the bite of a rope so as to induce two small bites in order to hook a tackle onto them both. Okay. Also, good looking seamen employed to entice volunteers. Um, hey, it was pretty unusual for women to be volunteers on a boat, right? Yeah, no, that didn't happen. So they just got some fine boys and they were like, come on aboard, we got these ones. <laughs> we got these ones. They were literally standing on the docks going, hey, sailor, yes. They were literally getting twinks and putting them on the dock and saying, okay, sailor, but you wish you were on these rough seas. <laughs> Oh my god, I love sailing. <laughs> Caddy. Caddy? Oh, that's when, like, acting kind of a bitch, you know? A Chinese commercial weight of 18 ounces. Tea is packed in one or two or more caddy boxes, hence most likely our word, tea caddy. Oh, well, that's fun. I also like how he specifies one or two or more boxes. <laughs> that's all numbers other than yeah, zero. Well, <laughs> okay, that is actually quite a few numbers. <laughs> That's, that's all of the numbers. To cock. Well, I think that's what happens after you successfully lure those sailors on board. Spelled C-A-U-L-K. Oh, well, that's just glue for wood, right? Or like ceiling joints and stuff. It is, but it is also to lie down on deck and sleep with clothes on. Oh, okay. I don't know why they've done this. I don't think anyone knows. Maybe they're the last ones who ever knew. Cocking butt. <laughs> That's definitely what happens after you get those sailors on board with that sightseeing man. Again, spelled C-A-U-L-K. Ing butt. Well, the unfun answer is it's probably a joint used to apply caulking. Correct. It is the opening between ends or joints of the planks when worked for caulking. There we go. Yeah, I thought so. Cavalo by some Caravaljas. Caravaljas? Horses? That's what I thought too, but it is an oceanic fish well known as the bonito or horse mackerel. Oh, oh wait. fuck yeah. Oh, wait. That's why it has horse in it. Because it's a horse mackerel. Holy shit, I just made that connection. Oh my god, I've never actually heard its name in Portuguese. Can you tell I'm new to Portuguese? <laughs> well, hell, I've been speaking it my whole life and I didn't catch that one. Well, I got the word horse. Cocker. That's a guy who applies cock. Spelled C-A-W-K-E-R. C-A-W-K-E-R. Huh. Well, that's someone who really cocks things up. An old term signifying a glass of strong spirits taken in the morning. Oh, okay. Oh, that's why I didn't recognize horse mackerel. I call them shishadus. Oh. Uh... Karapao when they're large. Have you been furiously Googling this entire time? <laughs> 
I was. I was like, wait, I love that fish. How did I not know that? Yeah, so it turns out that's probably just some someone else's regional dialect. Chalks. Well, it's a rock. Marks. Presumably made with chalk. <laughs> made with chalk. Okay, well, all right, cool. All right, well, fine. And to walk one's chalks. Is that when you grab a piece of chalk and you run backwards to make a line? <laughs> it is not. It is to run off. Also, an ordeal for drunkenness to see whether the suspected person can move along the line. <laughs> Like that. Walking a deck seam is to the same purpose as the man is to proceed without overstepping it on either side. I didn't know that 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 went back so long. It does. Wow. Better by chalks means wagers were sometimes determined by he who could reach furthest or highest and there make a chalk mark. (laughs) It's just the tall boy. Proving that sailing is one of the most boring professions of all time. Who can make the highest chalk mark? It's a fun, fun new game. From Hasbro. Chap. Just a gentleman. It's a guy. A general term for a man of any age after boyhood, but it is not generally meant as a compliment. What? So what is it? Wait, what? You can call a man a chap, but there's no guarantee he'll like it. That's very strange. <laughs> Chapeling a ship. The act of turning her round in a light breeze when she is close hauled without bracing the head yard so that she will lie the same way that she did before. This is commonly occasioned by the negligence of the steersman or by a sudden change of the wind. Okay. Which reminds me a bit of to build a chapel from our previous episode. Now with a bonus explanation from DJ, our neon expert from our neon episode, in the Antiques Freaks Friends Facebook group who said, In the Sailor Wordbook episode, there was a question about the term to build a chapel, which means steering a boat badly or turning the boat suddenly. I imagine this is because everyone instantly starts praying. Just a thought. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you, DJ. Okay, I like that quite a bit. (laughs) Cheating the devil. That's when you don't die. Softenings of very profane phrases, the mere euphemisms of hard swearing as odd rot it, odds blood, dash it, dang you, see you blowed first, deuce take it, by gosh, be darned. (laughs) And the like profane preludes such as boatswains and their mates are wont to use. (laughs) Okay, that's all right. Well, the thing about that is that it's way funnier than actually swearing. It is. Chips. That's French fries in our country. The familiar sobriquet of the carpenter aboard ship. Oh. They call him Chips because he's always making wood chips. Oh my god, that's actually really adorable. There here comes Chips. He's leaving wood chips everywhere. Cloaky doo. <laughs> well, that's when the guy in the cloak does something you like. A west of Scotland named for the horse mackerel. That is okay. Yeah, all right. Lots of regional terms. I am actually going to, next time I eat one, enjoy a bit of cloaky doo. Cock-a-hoop. Cock-a-hoop? Cock-a-hoop. That's when you do a slam dunk so good you kind of pull the hoop off the edge. Damn. No, it means in full confidence and high spirits. Cock-andy. <laughs> well, that's, that's when you slam dunk Andy so hard he's <laughs> a little bit crooked. <laughs> a name on our northern shores for the puffin, otherwise called Tom Noddy. What? A puffin? That's cute. It's very cute. Hey, listeners, did you know puffins shed their bills every year? I hate that. Why did you fucking (laughs) remind me? Because I have to live with the knowledge and pain shared is pain halved. No, thank you. (laughs) Put it back. They have another bill underneath. It's fine. You swallow that pain this instant, mister. Speaking of which, cock bill. Is that the bill that they shed? No, it is the situation of the anchor when suspended from the cat head, ready for letting go. Oh, okay. Cockling sea. That's a sea full of cocklins. Tumbling waves dashing against each other with a short and quick motion. There you go. Coxswain. Well, he's there to swain the cocks. I've always been saying that. The person who steers a boat. After the officer in command, he has charge of the crew and all things belonging to it. He must be ready with his crew to man the boat on all occasions. Cotty Motty. <laughs> 
Karimari. Karimari. Sounds like a new character for the Cats musical. It is a gull in its first year's plumage. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. If you've ever had the delight of beholding a teenage seagull, they are delightfully awkward. They're so what? Please look up juvenile seagull. <laughs> They're so doofy. Codger. That's like an old bitch. An easygoing man of regularity. Also a knowing and eccentric hangers-on. One who will not move faster than he pleases. Coggle or Cog. The clock from Beauty and the Beast. A small fishing boat upon the coasts of Yorkshire and the rivers Oos and Humbas. Oos and Humbas. Hence the Cogmen. Oh my god, the clockwork Cogmen are on their way. Who after shipwreck or losses by sea, wandered about to defraud people by begging and stealing until they were restrained by proper laws. Well, I'm just gonna go on record saying I don't see anything wrong with begging or stealing. Combing the cat. Well, gotta do that. It's an important part of their hygiene. The boatswain or other operator running his fingers to the cat of nine tails to separate them. Oh boy. Kinky. Cooking a day's work. Well, that's when you're- you know that thing on Sunday when you prep all your meals for the rest of the week? To save the officer in charge. Oh. No, I don't understand the connection. I don't think anyone does. Except for the person who said it the first time. Corned. Well, it's corn and corn alone day aboard the ship. Slightly intoxicated. <laughs> Oh, like corn liquor. Oh. I don't know if that's true. That's my guess. Better than what I had, which was nothing. <laughs> Cosmographer. Looks at the stars. It's the one person on staff at Cosmo who has to make up all those sex tips. Yeah, like, oh, definitely jam a rock in someone's balls. But in the sailor's word book, it says, formerly applied to too clever by half. Do they describe that with more seamen talk? Yeah, I think what they mean is if you're calling someone a cosmographer, you're calling them a smartass. Oh, okay. I think. Do you know what the fuck they're on about? Write in at teescreekspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd like to know more about why being a cosmographer makes you a smartass. Cox's Traverse. Uh, that's when the cocks go across the street, like in the joke about the chickens. Up one hatchway and down another to elude duty. <laughs> Very funny. Crane. Well, it's one of my favorite birds. As many fresh or green unsalted herrings as would fill a barrel. Oh, fuck yeah. Not to be confused with Krang. Well, yeah, Krang needs to be defeated by the ninja mutant turtles. The carcass of a whale after being flinched or the blubber stripped off. Oh, well that's not like my ninja turtles at all. <laughs> crapo or General Crapo. Uh, it's when something's just really not worth it, it's Crapo. Jack's name for a Frenchman, one whom he thinks would be a better sailor if he would but talk English instead of French. <laughs> okay, all right. Creeper. It's just, you know, you know the kind of guy who's always fucking hanging around. A small grapnel or iron instrument with four claws for dragging for articles dropped overboard in harbor. When anything falls, a dish or other white object thrown immediately after it will greatly guide the creeping. Which is a pretty clever solution in terms of being able to spot something much deeper in the water than you are. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Cut of the jib. Yeah, oh, that's like the way someone talks or the way they act. They're kind of cool. You like the cut of their jib. Exactly. It is a phrase for the aspect of a vessel or person. And cutting down. Well, is that when you take the sails down? It is a dangerous midshipman's trick and sometimes practiced by the men. It consists in cutting the lanyard of a cot or hammock in which a person is then asleep and letting him fall either by the head or the feet. That is dangerous. Wow, well, well stated. <laughs> And thus concludes our return to the sea. Ah, oh, that was a fun one. That was a lot of there was a lot of cute stuff in there. We talked about puffins and fish. We talked about cats' paws and puffins shedding their beaks. Yeah, I gotta say, aside from that puffin thing, I, I don't like to think about. This is a really very cute, heartwarming. I think this is my favorite one so far. Tune in next time for D. Me, that's me. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> 
that had an entire chapter of the book all about you. Tune in next time for me. It's all about what I do on boats, which is nothing. That's not true. You look at whales. I look at the whales and I eat the shishatus. There you go. If you would like to suggest an episode topic or just say hello, you can email us directly at Podcast at gmail.com or you can post in our Facebook group Antiques Freaks Friends or you can tag us on Tumblr antiquesfreaks.tumblr.com or you can check out our Instagram at instagram.com slash antiquesfreaks. If you liked thinking about little mystical cat paws, feel free to scroll on down to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a review. Five stars. Very cute. Or one star. I wish Ken wouldn't remind me about that puffin thing. Wait till I tell you about horses. Or five stars. Thank you for reminding me about that puffin thing, Ken. I'm a sicko. <laughs> and if you would like more Antiques Freaks in your week, you should check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks, where every week we are reading and reviewing a chapter of the Victorian Penny Dreadful, Varney the Vampire, The Feast of Blood. Special shout out to our patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love. So much love. And thank you in particular for listening. That's right. You. Au revoir. Goodbye.